welcome to another episode of Not Making Down Under podcast. And we have guests today. So, gentlemen, on this corner we have Dominic Binkert. How's it going? Good man, how are you? And That's right next bad. to Corin, in the blue where, corner where's, we have... Where's Dominic Binkert from? Where am I from? Oh, hey, what, who's Dom represent, man? All things I'm, I'm just doing like a like boxing. Oh, like he's in the... Dominic Binker from DB Blades, isn't it? Woo! Yes, it is. Yes, DB Blades. That's our Dom Blades for our guest. Glad to hear. You. And right next to Corin, I see the uh, bearded face of Mr. Sausage Man. Good morning, Jamie gentlemen. Bishop. How are you, man? Very well, thank you. How are you? Good. So, fantastic. How's everybody been? Yeah, me and Jamie. Have yeah, been, been going all right. Doing some work in the shed. What are you guys up? To? <laughs> We've uh, been <laughs> putting some. Do you want to start like dropping it and all? This is this. Are we is family friendly level. now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've just been doing some electrical work in the shed, and uh, then we've moved on to to starting some barrel knives, as as you do. All right, that sounds interesting. Very. So you're not gonna, you're not going to get anything done that you were meant to be there doing, but you're going to try and make some barrel knives now instead. Now, Corin's organised. He wouldn't let me touch anything till all the electrical stuff was done. Yeah, righto. <laughs> and those those trains he has are so cool. Did you say fans? The what or pants? Trains, oh, trains, all the trains. Oh, trains. We haven't played <laughs> trains yet. Where's, where's your mind at, Corin? What the hell? Uh, so we obviously uh, we're leading into Christmas now and winding down even more from our standard fucking relaxed approach to podcasting. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we didn't think we could fucking step much lower on the fucking uh, levels, but maybe we can. Let's see if we can fucking bring it up a little, eh? So, Dom, what have you been up to, mate? Working, man. Working like a madman. Folders and all this sort of random shit. Get stuff done for Christmas. So, just a bit bit chaotic down your way at the moment? Oh, fucking hectic. Yeah. So, the last time we saw you, uh, or most of us saw you, was up here at the Cameron Ice Show at the beginning of this month. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd, how'd you go there, mate? What'd you think of that? No, it was a great show. You know, a lot of people came through, had fun, and then made a bit of made a few sales. Yeah, nice. Um, we we put on the awesome Canberra uh, early summer weather for you. Oh, yeah. where it was cold and fucking windy. Oh, at least it didn't fucking rain again. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, rain and dust, but not anything wet. Um, and the addition of that marquee that we had, or for some of us anyway, that was a that was a really good thing. So, yeah, cool. Uh, you were there, Jamie, weren't you? You were down at the Cameron Ive show working with um, Bjorn, weren't you? No, I was actually on the Knife Art Association table this time around. Oh, you were on the Knife Art Association table. Awesome. I probably should have known that seeing as though I'm uh, in the president's role of the Knife <laughs> Art Association. But, you know, wing it. It's all good. Well, uh, now, now I actually remember you were back there. How'd you go with that, mate? Did no, you hand out a shitload of flyers and stuff to people? Well, it was it was a mixed bag considering half the flies got distributed via the wind, but um, 
you know, yep. we we, uh, we reined that in pretty quick. And, uh, yeah, no, we had a good time. Plus plus the run around with the old <laughs> Sosso fry pan, mate. You know how it goes. Fuck, that was well fucking met, mate. I really enjoyed that. Yes. Uh, nice stuff. Matt, you had your hand up for a second then, didn't you? No, I just want just to actually ask Dom about introducing himself because, I mean, we all know him from his work, but... For those new listeners, or for those guys who are not in the, who are not following the knife community, I just want Dom to Dom to talk about himself a little bit. So Dom, you're well, a young knife maker. You're so young, like you, your face looks like watching from the sky, as if you're like on a filter or something compared to our dirty faces. I feel like I'm talking to my dads. <laughs> <laughs> this is an intervention. Oh yeah, get a real job, fuckwit. <laughs> Well, I started knife making pretty much my whole life. When I was a real little kid, I got a um, like a Swiss Army knife, like a bullshit, you know, $50 Swiss Army knife. And with that thing, I kind of fell in love. I'd carve like little knife sticks and stuff and little wooden daggers. And that kind of progressed and progressed and progressed and, you know, led to... You know, shanks to hardened steel shanks to serocoded shanks to folders where we are today. Dom, you were the dickhead kept scrubbing his name on the trains, weren't you? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, yeah, so you were right now. It's nearly five years in full time. I went full time straight out of high school and learned a lot. And now we're sitting in a factory that's about 200 square meters full grinding room, full milling setup, and fully equipped to teach classes and make folding knives. I mean, that's such a, that's such a like, ballsy move to finish high school and saying, I'm going to make knives. Because most of the full-time makers are part-time makers. When their kids move out of the house and when they're like living the semi-retirement, they're like, yeah, I want to be a full-time because I don't even have the responsibilities. But you going full-time at such a young age is a, such a, that's some brave <laughs> decision, man. I was just dumb. I had no idea what I was getting into. I remember you when you were yeah, Arm- Armageddon Plateworks on YouTube. Remember that? Oh, God. Back oh, in the early me. days. But you, no, no, back no. in the early, early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. used to follow you back then, um, back when YouTube was a little bit more sociable than it is now. A little less professional. Professional? Yeah, Have you seen my videos? <laughs> and what about yeah. your YouTube YouTube channel? Like, I'm... Um, we're so old, like somebody had to tell me that you had a YouTube channel till I got on there. Because the way I use YouTube is like how to fix something, how to how to delete your uh, computer's internet history. Like this is how I use for YouTube. And somebody pointed out your videos. I'm like, man, he's been busy. He's been oh, not just busy. making nice and posting videos, man. Yeah, yeah, always busy. Um, I do build videos and all that sort of stuff. Um, it, you know, helps to sell the knives, get my name out there. Um, I actually just ordered a bunch of abrasives off you guys. So I'm spending two weeks where I'm basically focusing just on YouTube for the two weeks and making like swords and giant fucking thick chunks of titanium knives again. Yeah, nice, because you're not busy enough doing anything else. Yeah, apparently <laughs> not, no. Distractions no, are bad thing in this. Yeah. Distractions are bad thing in I this live uh, distraction. Yeah, but we all do it. We all get distracted. So, man, I think you fucking stereotyped us wrong, mate. I've still got a son that lives at home, and I'm far from retired, but I'm a full-time knife maker. And, and, and a couple so of other guys, we're, we're, not, we're not all fucking, like, in our 60s and got no kids like fucking Uncle Keith, mate. Come on. 
and and some of us actually um, know how to fucking access YouTube and search for videos and, and do stuff. Jeez, you're being you look, a bit harsh. You look up. That's why I called you. Yeah, I'm washed up because I've had a tough couple of weeks, mate. But yeah. you know, yeah. Um, so, Dom, we're going to move on with a bit more of our um, interview with you for our um, massive group of dedicated listeners. Um, so what was one of the toughest things for you when you first started? When you left high school, you started up a business. What, what was, like, the, in the first six months, how many of those what-the-fuck-have-I-done moments did you encounter? Oh, every fucking day, you know? Because I had during high school, I had, like, um, I had a decent order book. And then as soon as I got out of high school and started working full time, that order book went, I chewed through that in maybe two months. And then it was just sort of a, a situation of trying to find work, trying to stay employed, you know, just getting enough money to, to fucking pay for more grinding belts, pay for steel and slowly and slowly build that up. You were, Dom, you said high school, like you were making knives before you were legally allowed to carry them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're making them, but you can't touch them. Like, oh, I just made it. That's it. Oh yeah, pretty much. Yeah, go for it. So when you when you got started, Dom, uh, you were basically working out mm -hmm. of your shed at home, your, your garage or a shed or something at mm -hmm. home. So how how long did it take before you you ended up in the factory unit? And yeah, what was your path from from uh, you know backyard to uh, to yeah in a factory? Well, I was in my parents' garage for maybe two three years about a car and a half garage, but I only really had about half of it. Um, and I made a massive fucking mess and I sort of started to expand from there and I couldn't really get machines in there or anything because it was so, it was so small. Um, I went from that to another bigger workshop. I was there for about nine months. Um, that situation sort of ended and then I had to move into the factory. It was all sort of just, you know, uh, all moves of desperation and trying to get a workshop as quickly as I can. Yeah, fair Not enough. a bad place to be in. Not oh. a bad place to be in, really. Fingers um, crossed I can stay here for a while because fucking hell, moving a factory is so expensive and so stressful. <laughs> can I, I don't ever want to do it again. I'm going to die yeah. in this place. Yeah, fair enough. It's all, your factory is almost as big as Corrin's shed from the shed. Oh, <laughs> almost. Probably less equipped, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, but all your stuff gets used on a daily basis, no doubt. Oh, it gets beaten up. It's all broken. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how that happens, though, isn't it? Everything's new and shiny, and then in a small period of time doing what we do, um, the machines the machines certainly take a fucking flogging oh, absolutely. Um, in this industry. It's not just the um, you know the consumable side of things. It's the wear and tear that comes with, with what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so I heard a rumour um, that moving into 2020, you're going to start working exclusively on folders. Is, is that rumour true? Or? Yeah, so I've been making fixed blades for, you know, nearly 10 years now. And I've gotten to the point where I can make a fixed blade with my eyes shut and I'm fucking bored of it. So in 2020, I'm not exclusively doing folders, but definitely focusing on it. I've got three folder designs we're releasing. Um, a bunch of really like overbuilt crazy stuff, um, which is what we're going to focus on on next year. Yeah, awesome. So and classes. Um, and classes. Yeah. So you're going to be doing uh, a talk at the symposium mm -hmm. on uh, contemporary folders, modern folders. Is that right? Yeah, sure am. 
and you're going to target some of the stuff that sort of relates to your um, new builds and yeah the way I sort of put my folders together because I build my folders around a system which makes them a whole lot easier to make so I'll be sort of showing how to do that how to make them easily with relatively uh, minimal amounts of equipment yeah awesome so anyone listening that wants to make uh, go and check DB blades out check out his folders um, they're really cool they have definitely got a unique touch to them uh, from what I've seen but if anyone's interested in what Dom's doing and want to learn a bit more about that, especially with the key thing you put on there is is a, is a set process to make things work smoother. So come along, join up onto the symposium, chuck yourself onto the um, stream where Dom's doing his talk um, and, and see what someone that's, you know, setting his mark in the business, um, what he does and, and take shitloads out of it. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Where, whereabouts do you check you out? Dom, tell, tell us all your channels. All right, I have YouTube, which is DB Blades. I've got Instagram, which is DB double underscore Blades. It sucks, I know. Um, Facebook, DB Blades. I have a Tumblr somewhere as well. And I have TikTok now because apparently that's what you do. Oh, it's all TikTok. DB Blades. Oh, yeah, God. Oh. <laughs> I hate all of it. Yeah. It's sort of like noise. There's like music to it and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and no, Toby Morrow put me onto it. Mate, uh, yeah. Toby got some crazy four point something million views on just putting some handle finish on a handle the other day. Like it's just mental. Just yeah, it's, yeah. it's nuts the amount of views you get off it. These young folks yeah, spend their time doing good. nothing but looking at things on their phones. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Well, you know, we all we all um, have that same sort of draw in our time that you know especially as single operators and stuff, small operators, we spend a lot of time in our workshops. And in this day and age, like I said, you've, you've got to fucking give a part of yourself out on social media um, and you've got, to, you've got to play that game. So you've got to kind of factor that in. How, how do you find, like I said, what, what's the drain on your time for that, mate? Oh, for social media? Yeah. Oh, definitely. YouTube is a big one. Um, that goes through a lot of time and just posting stuff consistently. Like... It's like I've got three fucking jobs, man. You know, I've got to run the business and make stock. I've got to run the office. You know, all the admin and stuff is is ridiculous these days. You all do the, the shit by yourself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's just a lot. Like you guys do a lot more higher end stuff. A lot of what I do is like sub a hundred dollar, you know, hundred two hundred dollar marks. So I'm shipping, you know, ten packages a week. It's constant. Yeah. Most of it's next day. Well. Like what yeah, I found with, like, I tried to record a couple of videos. Editing is the harder <sighs> than making videos, I think. Like, oh, it's brutal. You, you took a video, you're like, oh, I, it looks bad, or the light is better. I sound like dumb, which I say a lot, but yeah, editing makes it like, oh, I don't see myself doing it anytime soon. Oh, it's oh, soul destroying. It kind of is. There's, there's, um, yeah, it's one way, sort of an easy way out, but there's so many fucking people doing videos and putting content up on YouTube these days that, you know, it used to be, well, nowadays, I guess that's like that competition of um, Instagram, how to get followers and all that sort of stuff. You look at YouTube now and, you know, there's a massive amount of people putting content up there. Some of it's good. Some of it I, I really enjoy getting on and watching some people, um, either for the, you know, stuff where you learn something or just the shit where you watch someone do fucking crazy shit like you were saying you're going to do. Um, 
But there's a whole lot of stuff out there that fuck me. It's shit. And you go, you can't get that 10 minutes back of your life. <laughs> do, do you guys remember that somebody posted them somebody was making an axe out of railroad track like, oh you yeah. guys spent like and you see the comments like oh such a cool you're thinking like no no that's like oh. waste of steel time and 10 minutes of my life i'll never get back yeah and i get you're probably like me mate i get 25 fucking people inbox me that shit going oh kev check this out and i'm like oh yeah thank thanks very much please don't cool, fucking bro. spam me with that shit anymore no, I've seen, yeah, I've seen the one where they strip fucking um, push bike tires and make a knife out of that. I've seen the one where they fucking get a saw and make a fucking knife. I've seen all the fucking weird shit going on. Thanks very much. <laughs> most time, if I'm not in my workshop now, I'm actually trying to spend a little bit of time with my family. So uh, you don't know about that shit yet, Dom, because you're too fucking done. Um, Thank God. You know, when you finish the day's work and you've got your family there and... Um, you got to start sort of valuing that time as well. And when if, if you come in from the workshop, give yourself a clean-up and disappear into the study to get onto your computer to do video editing and everything else, um, you become a little bit disjointed in that side of things. But like I said, you're too young to fucking know that anyway. You'll, you'll probably meet your wife via YouTube. <laughs> how, many, how many days a week are you running? How many hours, sorry? Seven days a week. And so you're running, oh, how many man. hours a week do you reckon you're doing? Oh, easily 80, if not 100 sometimes. Yeah. I definitely did 100 last week. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Which that's is what, bad. It's what you've got to do when you're starting a business. But um, yeah, that's, uh, that's Absolutely. A, a lot of investment. A lot of investment. Yeah. A lot of black coffee. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hell of a lot of black yeah. coffee. And you, you're doing... Um, Describe uh, your favourite sort of styles for the people that don't know what you do, who and couldn't be bothered looking it up because we gave them the links. <laughs> um, I like to make modern knives. Um, my favourites are line locks and frame locks and full knives, but you know modern knives with you know acid stone wash, two tone bevels, sort of different from the the million hunters and the million kitchen knives you see at knife shows these days. Speaking of kitchen knives, I know you made one, and I was talking to you about it. So what's the one type of knife that you're never going to make again? Oh, so I made, when I first went full-time, I had this big idea, like, oh, I'm going to make kitchen knives, because back then there was not that many people making kitchen knives. I made three of them, two of them I sold, and the third one I realized is too fucking hard. I smashed it on the table, and I bolted it on the wall, and I wrote, fuck kitchen knives, then there in big letters. So no more kitchen knives. <laughs> <laughs> kitchen knives are for pussies well, anyway, Tom. Hey, oh, fuck absolutely. Off. <laughs> I like okay. I like the pens you do, like, you know, like the titanium, the gray, dark gray looking ones. Mm -hmm. Every time I see it at the shows, I'm like, man, these are so cool. I need to buy one. Then I realize that I lose one or two pens a week. Oh, you want to lose gonna, these ones? Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be like in the bottom of the seat and going going like lost in the car wash or something. Oh, you won't lose them. You know, when there's a price tag attached to them, you don't typically lose shit. Yeah, that's it. At least I don't. It's not a fucking plastic big pen. No. Stole right. from the post office. Mate. Actually, I, I still have a nice one. I was going to say, I bought expensive sunglasses, mate, and within eight seconds, they're in pieces because I sat on them or some shit. I don't buy anything. Like that. <laughs> just, well, mate, you see, my pen is hey, solid stainless steel. I was going to say, Jamie, if you can fucking sit on one of Dom's pens and break it, I will fucking give you the money. Yeah, well, I wasn't thinking. Is it a I reckon. I reckon. 
I reckon his pen would fucking outdo you sitting on it. <laughs> it's a that, beautiful <laughs> kit. I can see. He'd probably be leaving it <laughs> on the roof knows, of the car or something. Anyone, mate, that, you know? <laughs> anyone that knows Jamie, just picture that for a moment. Take two seconds out and picture that. Well, I'm glad that you went straight to that direction, Kev. But you know, that's that's that's, that's why we like you, mate. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, just you know the way the head works. Hanging around all of you people has fucking destroyed me. I used to be a nice person with fucking morals and values. Now, I'm just... <laughs> hey Dom, hey, one more yeah. thing. You used to employ a few people. You still employ anyone? I've got one guy right now who works for me, and he does um he does a good job. Like he does drilling holes and you know drills holes, profile stuff. Does kydex. He does kydex better than I do. Um, all that sort of stuff. I'm slowly training him up to, you know, be a full-time asset eventually. Yeah, good. Yeah, nice. got... There's, got to, there's got to be a massive amount of investment in that, so... Oh, yeah. Like... No, he's good. He's um, he's pretty switched on as far as knife making goes. I think in a year he's going to probably be making stuff that's pretty pretty damn decent. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, have you got any advice that you would give to people that are considering, um, you know, they might be sort of Leave, getting ready to leave school, head in the clouds, visions of just grandeur and all that sort of stuff. And we've just heard about the 100-hour weeks and whatnot. Have you got any advice for anyone that would be considering the same move that you did um, to sort of jump out of school and and try and do a career in full-time knife making? Well, I think the first thing you want to do is you'd want to plan it out better because I kind of just jumped straight in and I – it put me really far behind because obviously I was trying to work, make a living and expand the business all at the same time. You know, I had to buy all my shit, you know, pretty much new. I started with nothing. I had no power tools, nothing pretty much. And it was all sort of just like all the money for all my tools that all came from knife making and I all had to kind of expand and it was a slow process. Ideally what you'd want to do is you want to plan it out first maybe take a year off with another job and get all the fucking shit first. Get your grinder, get your heat treat up and get your mill, all that stuff first. So you don't have to, you know, pay for it while you're making knives because that's that's where it gets difficult. Hey, speaking of grinders, you still got my tag 101? I sure do. It's probably the hardest working tag in the country. Yeah, no doubt it is. And it's had the hardest life too. That was the one that, uh, <laughs> that, was the one that got thrown off the back of Mewburn's truck. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it works great. Every now and then I'll throw a belt at you, but it works great. I gave it, uh, I gave it some serious, it? serious panel beating before we, um, we sold it. You know, as is where is, and and Dom was keen for it. I, I was pretty sure it was going to work okay, but I'm glad. It's good to hear that it, it's been trouble free because oh. it did have a hard, a hard end to its career with me. <laughs> I'm impressed you so, fucking bend it. It's like twelve mil plate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like I had thick, to, thick steel. Yeah, I, I actually unbolted it all, and um, yeah, I had to lay it out on the anvil, and basically I used a huge copper mallet, the biggest one I've got, and just walloped the shit out of it. So you know, didn't mark it up too badly, and um, yeah, I got it pretty straight. I mean, yeah, it, it runs pretty good. So when I when I got rid of it, it ran pretty good. So I'm glad. Works that's fine. Nice. Except for when you loaded no, it's it up, fine. when you loaded it up really really hard, it used to throw a belt, and I could never figure out why it did that. Yeah. It'll throw a belt when you turn it off now. Like every now and then if it's like a like a 120 grit, a stiff 120 grit, and you get it just right, it'll kind of flick a belt off it, but that's about it. 
Just um, you might want to check the doming on the wheels because that's pretty important with that and could have worn off over the years. Mm. They used to, when it originally. Oh, I've replaced those wheels. Oh right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone through one of those sets of wheels. Well, Quorum, what's the deal with you and your tools falling off the truck? I I knew about the power hammer that fell down, but I had no idea about the grinder falling off the truck. Well, neither of them I dropped. One of them was one of my employees, and the other was Mewburn when I lent it to him. I think Shakespeare said, never borrow one nor lend a bee, and Mewie taught me that lesson. <laughs> Can he drop a bloody uh, 84 engineering grinder? I could use one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it could be arranged, but yeah. Scratch, <laughs> scratch, scratch and dent sale. Or next time, next time he goes to the warehouse, just scratches it like, oh, look, factory second now. <laughs> Push a whole row over. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we're, we're, I'm pretty proud of myself because we started making knives this morning. Probably would get more done if we uh, if we'd gone to plan. There's only Kev, Kev sending me a message saying, um, <clears throat> are we recording at 10:30 or what? That uh, yeah, yeah, through the spanner. 20, 25 past, 25 <laughs> past 10. My no fucking word from Corrin. My laptop's just <laughs> gone to Queensland for repairs and. But anyway, anyway, yep, all good. So we've we've made the end caps and we're about to fold the liners. Um, what do you want mm -hmm. Santa to bring you? Oh, what's me bring me? Yeah. Oh, a Rockwell tester, a grinder would be nice. Another one, fuck, whole bunch of shit. Another mill, one that isn't completely falling apart. Sandblast cabinets that aren't going to kill me. You know, yeah, just yeah. a little shit. A lot, lot of like, most people don't realize when you make nice as a hobby. And things vary down slow, but when you go on a full time, all of a sudden, like you replace the the bearings, you replace like the contact wheels. Mm. No, so absolutely. I, I was talking about if you guys remember, I was talking about like buying uh, aluminum wheels from Alibaba. So what I've done is, I bought a set of Gameco. I bought a set of the Alibaba because I had to get them really fast, and I just put the top of, of Gameco on top and the bottom from Alibaba. So this is like maybe two months, three months. The one from Gameco, I think they're my... Corin, are those made in Australia, the, the ones that you carry? The which ones? The the two-inch contact wheels that you carry. Yeah, well, everything I carry in contact wheels is still made in Australia. I'm, we're looking at... We're going to have to go offshore to be competitive. They're too expensive. Yeah. But I think what people don't realize is there's grades of aluminum. There's an airspace grade or there's like a softer grade. The ones I got of Alibaba, they're cheaper... But what happened is, over the same period of use, they are dished at least by like two mil. You can tell like where the where the grinding belt is touching, and it's bowed and all that. So I'm going through them like crazy, like a one set a year or two two a year at least. Electrical tape, mate. Just tape them the fuck up and they'll work. Tape them the fuck up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of my grinding rolls are now. It's just electrical tape. <laughs> the shit's held up with the duct tape, huh? Oh, so much. It's funny the fucking uh, quick fixes that you've got to employ every now and then when something's going to break and you're like fuck. You know we we all run on really tight margins. There's there's no fucking doubting that you know knife. Well maybe yeah we all we all do I guess in the long run. Um, we're not making a great hourly rate and volume is what we need to do. And when you do volume, like I said, that's when shit fucking breaks. And um, the, the you get pretty creative at times with some of the fixes that you employ in the workshop, but tape and fucking super glue and a whole lot of other things are always going to be on hand close by. I'm just lucky I've got a Zach Chong that lives near me and he just, he's a magic person Fuck. when it comes to all Zach's this sort like of fixing fucking, shit. 
Yeah, oh, he's, he's a, a fucking guy. wizard. <laughs> There's he's a wizard right like next God. to Corey. There's a wizard <laughs> right next to Oh, Corey. fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie, man. The old so- God of Sausage Man's fucking brought a few of us out of the fucking shitstorm on the odd occasion. That's why he's here. <laughs> my, my pleasure, boys. The second we said maintenance, I started giving me a dirty look. I can tell, like, the second Kev said maintenance, Sausage Man started giving me a dirty look over the computer screen. <laughs> yeah. Jamie, Jamie knows that whatever event he's getting invited to, hey, Jamie, you want to come down and make a knife? He just fucking packs his car up with his ladders, his fucking trimmers, his wire, conduit, rocks up and says, right. What, what do I need to fix before we start fucking making knives? Look, mate, if it gets me in the door, whatever we need to do, mate. You know that. <laughs> so, Dom, Dom, mm-hmm. if you, you need some electrical shit done around your fucking warehouse, um, send Jamie an invite to come down and do a fucking knife-making course with you. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. That works. It's like a candy. <laughs> some of this candy. <laughs> the commute's a bitch on that one, you? though. Canadian Club and Dry will be right. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be fucking. Absolutely. I'll be cheaper than bloody putting them up myself. <laughs> You're cheaper than that. Oh, yeah, we've got to like a ladder and some climbing gear and climb the roof, on the roof of my factory. Put some lights in. Look, I don't know if you've seen Jamie. He's not really a ladder sort of guy. So, like. Oh, I used to be. Not much <laughs> now. It's all that Canadian climb. <laughs> <laughs> and the only sort of roof guy he is, I think, at the moment would be his fucking, um, like, for Santa. <laughs> I'm not fitting down any chimneys, mate. <laughs> Mind you, when I work around the supermarket this time of year, all the little kids come up and go, Santa, Santa. <laughs> yeah, the other ones come up yeah. and go, Gimli, Gimli. Oh, yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> if, so, if a little kid comes up to you in the shops and goes, you go, oh, Santa, just hold your phone up and go, Look at your phone for a second and then look at them and go, nah, sorry, you're on the naughty list. I can't talk to you. And then walk off. Yeah, I've Just done that before, fucking man. Screaming no, their parents hate me <laughs> if I do that, man. They're like, why would you do uh, that? Just say because you, you, you're filled with spite and hate and, yeah, and well, thoughts of vengeance. You know. <laughs> you know. So, Dom, mm-hmm. Dom, give, give the listeners a little bit of a plug, a little bit of a sales pitch on your product like what what sets you apart from like the the competition out there and why because we often look at these days obviously um with stuff you're going to bring out like above that sort of lower price point um you know i always tell people you're investing in it you're investing in this thing what why do people come to you and buy one of your knives well it's I like to think I make some pretty durable shit, and I know that I've got a lot of knives out there that are with the, you know, armed personnel. I've got our knives out there with the cops. I've got knives all over the place. I've got well over a thousand knives out in the public. I've had maybe three come back that need repairs. You know, they're durable. They last a long time, and they're built right. Like we use the best epoxy. You know, some durable materials like G10, Marcada, 154CM, durable, durable shit. You know. And it fucking looks good. Try to. Yeah. No, I like Try to. Yeah. Um, Try to do something a bit different for everybody else. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we always are here, we're honest. It doesn't float my boat sometimes with some of the stuff you do. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm old school. I like, I like fucking bone-handled slip joints. <laughs> Gross. Gross. 
<laughs> but occasionally I see one of your and I, and I go, my, my word, that young man's doing good things. <laughs> you need to do a fucking limited... You need to do a limited release jigged bone handle dumb binket fucking flipper. <laughs> I, I can't well, I actually have some uh, giraffe bone that's going on a folder. Eventually. Ooh, I'm fucking close. I'm not going to do it yet. Yeah, I've got, I've got a um, liner lock that I'm slowly working on from uh, when I was doing some stuff overseas. And it's got giraffe bone. It's actually really nice. I like the giraffe bone stuff. I wouldn't put the fucking jimping and like jig shit on there though yeah very good don't anyone else which anyone knife else shows hmm? yeah. don't which knife shows you attend a year um so next year we are doing perth perth knife symposium brisbane uh melbourne maybe i uh, will see how that goes melbourne sydney pretty much every single one as many as we can get to. Nice. Very good. And uh, one one that you forgot there, mate, that the mm-hmm. Knife Art Association's just taking over is the fucking Adelaide Knife Show. We're doing it next year? It's on. It's fucking oh, sweet. It's up, mate. The page is up. Um, I've seen, I'm not sure if it's official yet, but I've seen the preview of the, the web page with the prospectus and the registration. Uh, it's at a really nice event. Uh, what the race course out there, and uh, yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be a big one, I reckon, because the Arkabar Peter Peter Bald uh, has finished up after 27 years of running that show, and it's got a really good reputation. And uh, Arkabar, I think he fucking was selling half tables, and people were just swapping, and it was choppers. So the new venue is going to have much more space for people, more vendors, and good. 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 7th and 8th of November, I think, something like that. Something like that. It's like a knife show for two months next year. Yeah, we're, we're, we're sort of at that stage where it's, um, you know, when people suggest, people might write to us and suggest another knife show, and we're like, right, where are we going to fucking squeeze that one in? You know, like the, it's a pretty full, pretty full season. Well, actually, like I said, it's a full year now. It's not even a season. No, it's good. More shows so better. Does that put you under more pressure? Obviously, you're already under pressure or doing 100-hour weeks or whatever when you're trying to get shit done. Does leading into a show add to that, or do you just say, we're just going to work as we work and we'll take what we've got? Well, I'm kind of lucky in the situation where I can kind of just rock up to a knife show whenever because I've usually got a decent amount of stock, and I just bring whatever's on the, on stock, you know? I usually keep yeah, maybe cool. 10, 15 knives in stock and just bring that, you know? Nice. Oh, that's good. Because we all we all sort of know the standard routine for us, uh, you know, sole operator, custom knife makers is those two weeks leading up before a show. We normally, you know, we always say we're going to stop making knives now, but we never fucking do. We're always there the night before we go pack the car and piss off. We're there till two in the morning. Just oh. one last one, just one last say. Absolutely, just, just, just one last knife. Uh, so yeah, it's, it fucking takes its toll. You need to consider. At some point, if you can, with your schedule, you mm-hmm. need to consider getting over to Blade Show. Maybe. Maybe. It's it's really expensive. Yeah, as you well know, it's really, really expensive. And I don't have a problem selling them. I've got a problem making them, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, But it's on That's the list good. of things to do. Put your prices up. Oh, it's a good position. To, 
Yeah, put your prices up. <laughs> Maybe. 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 But definitely for the folders, at least, they're going to go up. Yeah, blade, blade is more like fixed blades are not not great. Like a lot of the folders are doing well in the blade. And I think you have a unique style that should do well. But yeah, you got to up your prices a little bit with the exchange rate. And you need to bring few few buck, few cases of knives. Got to make them first. Yeah, taking 15 knives over yeah, there. Factory, sold out. No, factory. Yeah, this is, that's a very strong word for my rinky-dink shed. <laughs> we, I'm looking at it right now, and there's a pile of shit all over the floor. Like you got to kick. Like you got to make a path through the sandpaper to go anywhere. Like all little bits of fucking used sandpaper everywhere. You know, there's maybe yeah. two mil of grinding hey. dust. Everything. Hey, roll the roller doors down and go and whip your fucking employee with a stick <laughs> and tell him to clean that shit up. I can't do that. He gets paid more than I do. <laughs> Fuck, doesn't that suck? He gets yeah, fucking remember, super and work cover. He's whole fucking generation. There's none of that flogging like that. No, no, no. We don't do that. Roll, roll the roller door. Go and give him the stick. Tell him to whip your ass and tell you to clean your fucking workshop up. <laughs> That's never going to happen. <laughs> I only clean up for a class, and that's about it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same with my workshop. I, I clean up after I've done a bunch of stuff. I go through and give it a once-over. Um, classes just fucking fill it up with shit again, and then I usually roll the roller door down, go inside, and think about that for the next day, and then give it a decent clean the next day. So you've got you, you talked about your classes a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, for the people listening, tell us about that. Oh, let's plug that shit. Plug <laughs> the shit. Things up for 2020. Yeah, motherfucker, yeah. we got six people listening. Oh, oh perfect. Oh, no, no, update, me. update. We got seven this week. Seven? I'm start following. <laughs> you meant like 13% increase, Corinne. <laughs> yeah. So your courses. All right. So it's... um. I just recently put the prices up on them because they had to. It was way too cheap. But it's a, it's a two-day class, and I kind of took a book, out, a page out of your book, Kev. We're making two knives because I kind of found we were there's a lot of waiting around. You know, when the epoxy is curing on one handle or something's you know in the acid. So we're doing yeah. two knives now. Um, we're making a hunter and like a little skeletonized neck knife sort of a deal. Um, full two days, insurance and everything. You know, the guys come in nine to five work with your stock removal and all that sort of stuff and they all walked away so far with really nice knives yeah so they're doing a um it's a set style of knives they're doing mm-hmm. you offer them like said the hunter and the, yep. the neck knife yep cool nice uh which so will be expanded coming... eventually oh yeah but like i said you know to get yourself grounded in doing it mm-hmm. and get your head around uh the, the teaching side and the um logistics of doing that i think it's a really good start and you've got a good following where um, to come in and make a DV Blades knife of your own um, is quite a cool thing to do. So, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. And, um, and all of them, do they have all have G10 handles? or? And look, honestly, have you ever made a timber-handled knife? I've made a few timber... I brought a bloody Gigi handle to, to Canberra to that last fucking, what, last month, whenever it was? Earlier this month, yeah. <laughs> yeah, earlier this month, whenever it was. I brought a Gigi handle. The last dude did a, a walnut handle every now and then. Every now and then I do a little bit of timber, but I do don't you, make do a habit of it. Do you give him a strange look and get, what, what is this fucking material? Like tree carcass. I don't want this my fucking knife. <laughs> Dead tree? What the hell? All right. 
You go down this through your page. You also put like knife related memes. It's, it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because my Instagram's just a dumpster fire these days. Because I got um, I'm pretty sure I got shadow banned. Because overnight I lost about a good 60-70% of all my interactions disappeared overnight. So these days I'm gonna give a flying fuck about my Instagram. I post whatever the hell I want on there. Yeah, that's funny with Instagram like that. The amount of people we're hearing about lately that is fucking like you said. Yeah, you, know, you might normally have a thousand people looking at your metrics and stuff. Have a thousand people, and then all of a sudden you go in there and there's like fifteen. Yeah. And like, what the fuck is hell's happened there? Yeah, there's and they're going of, through in the back end of Instagram and they're locking down all the fucking cool hashtags. So they're blocking the fucking cool hashtags. Um, yeah, Instagram. Not that I'm gonna, I fucking hate TikTok. I'm sorry, but TikTok is it's fucking, horrible. It fucking wants me to just it create. It's got a subliminal thing in there where it's, it's like fucking um, what is it? Fight Club, where he fucking inserts the little frames of a dick every now and then into the movie. Uh, you know, it just fucking wants. It makes me angry. TikTok. It's just all the flashy shit. It's like just post something I can watch without the fucking skippy frames and colors and shitty music for fuck's sake you should start dancing mate do some tiktoks where you dance and do the whole oh music fuck thing. it dude yeah fuck you i'm gonna do that. i'm gonna sign up to tiktok and do kev's forge fuck yeah. in the kev's forge I'll dancing in the forge clips. yep dancing in the forge clips perfect fuck yeah with the hammer and the apron on <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen though first one's coming out today I'm thinking just just an apron, nothing else, and that's just 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 an apron, apron, nothing else, and a hammer, and a hammer. That has to be a small apron too. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tom, do you have any questions you want to ask of the panel? The panel, you're putting me on the spot here. What are you guys working on? Oh, well, we a, as a matter of fact, Sausage Man fucked my knob this morning. <laughs> I, I did touch the knob on his drill inappropriately. <laughs> oh, no. And what again, did you do, it, Jamie? Well, you know, it's just there. and I Talk noticed it through wasn't, slowly. Well, his knob was loose, Real so I, I grabbed onto it and twisted it to the right. And, you know, tidy-righty, lefty-loosey. And then it just fl- fell what apart in my hand, and I just went, well... It's not going to work out for us real well today, is it? And I just said, Haha, you fucked my knob. <laughs> and, and that's about the level of excitement that we've been maintaining the whole time. <laughs> so they, those two clowns, Dom, are working on barrel knives. These ludicrous little fucking things that all pop together inside a little timber fucking chamber or some shit. Yeah, up with the uh, modern times we are. On? What are you working on, Mert? Right. Yesterday, I finished a knife, custom knife, that took three years. Yes, I've been one of those guys who managed to finish a knife in three years. But I got excuses. Like, when the guy when the guy initially commissioned the knife, it's supposed to be a different steel. And I, I had only a limited amount of that steel. I ended up not liking it. We ended up changing the steel. He won a different one. Then I couldn't make the specs. Then he ended up ordering a different damage steel pattern. I ordered a damage steel pattern. Then remember, we uh, stabilized a musk oaks. It didn't go well. And I had to get him to find another handle and all that, man. It's, I finally sent him the pictures and he said, by January, this is going to be third year. Well, in that time, my wife tore her, uh, her knee. So I had to like stop making knives for a bit. And after three years, I'm delivering a knife. 
Better late than never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah. Um, what do you I have to work? Well, I haven't worked on a lot. We had a couple of tragedies occur um, in the last few weeks. Um, lost a very good friend to cancer. And then a few days later, my wife's uncle, or what I refer to as our uncle, my uncle, also passed away after a good battle with cancer. So we had a week where it was pretty sombre, um, sorting out funeral details um, and all that sort of stuff. So it's pretty taxing um, mentally, that side. I wasn't particularly motivated for that period. Um, and then ended up getting my last class for the year out of the way, which was really fucking cool. He's a long-term customer of mine, has quite a few of my knives, and he decided he was going to come up and see what it was all about. Um, and his plan he's got in his head is he's a few years from retiring. He wants to come up and see what we do and then set up his workshop to make knives as a hobby. So we had a really good fucking time, and it was the sort of lightheartedness that I like out of my classes. Um, and they were blown away with, with what they made and, and how much they got out of it. Um, you know, they were talking about the fact that they looked at YouTube a lot, done all this stuff. But when you go and spend time with someone, it's all the fucking small things that you pick up that aren't on a YouTube clip that sort of make a bit more sense. So, yeah, got the last class out. And then it's been really fucking hot here. And total fire bans. And we've got bushfires nearby that the wind changes every afternoon and we get fucking clogged up with shitty smoke. Um, so... Uh, you know, to top off just the fucking awesome run that I was having, uh, my aircon died in my car, um, and I just fucking took that in to get fixed up yesterday and um, had both testicles ripped off uh, with the fucking price they gave me, but fucked if I'm driving a car around in Canberra summer without aircon. So anyone that wants, I'm running a little, my aircon broke and they raped me for the payment sale on my website, uh, on my <laughs> Facebook page, but it hopefully will be sold by the time you fucking get this. Listen to this. <laughs> in in my shed at the yeah. moment. Speaking of smoke, smoke, we're looking out over the shed, and it looks like um like a 1930s pool hall where you know where they were always smoking in the. In the oh room, yeah. And the lights coming yeah. through it. it, you can see the smoke, can't you, Jamie? Yeah, it's pretty thick. Fires aren't too far away, but yeah, the wind must have changed. It's picked up. I drove to the servo yesterday to pick my car up or to the workshop. And it was a clear, hot day. And then when I was driving back, it was there was this seriously just a fucking wall of smoke coming down. You couldn't even see through it. And you hit a roundabout and you were into that smoke. And it was that same thing. It was almost like a post-apocalyptic sort of um, feeling. But that shit's play on me too because it fucking stinks. And you know, everything stinks. The workshop stinks. But burnt smoke. I think we're going into our sixth week of Sydney smoke. So I, it's fair to say I think we're all fucking over it. Yeah, and I was talking to um, Dean Hamilton. He's down the coast. He does the Forge Through program. He's down the coast where they've been like absolutely fucking smashed by these fires. Um, and he sent a post picture of his property. And I feel you know I feel a bit soft complaining about the smoke that we've had because his was just fucking he right in the fucking middle of it. Yeah, well, but his place would be at risk too. I'd imagine he's out in the bush. Yeah, he's just at the base of the Clyde there, and uh, they've had that. Um, road closed um, a number of client times uh, because of the threat of the fire. It's pretty shit. You're expecting to be here at 43 tomorrow and 46 on Saturday. Fuck that. Yeah, 43 here on Saturday. And uh, yeah. 
What is I got six? one person. Yeah, I got one person asking about could I get a knife to them pretty quickly, and I'm like, uh, no, my forge is closed this week. <laughs> it's like fuck that. <laughs> Stuck removal for life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's fair to say it's about 18 degrees in here at the moment, Jamie. Oh yeah. Air Bunnings picked in. Yeah, mezzanine insulated mezzanine level. They're fucking actually look at him. I'm they're, actually they're a bit cold, each other mate. I'm so glad cold. I got a, a beard to keep me warm. You know, like it's terrible. <laughs> you can you can rub up and fucking play with his knob to keep you warm. I've already done that, mate. Broke it in two. <laughs> oh. Uh, so what's everyone? What's everyone's plans for Christmas? What's your oh. plan? You're the guest answer. Oh. Am I? Sweet. <laughs> uh, well, again, I'm taking off two weeks and just focusing on YouTube shit. So about three years ago, I made this knife. Like there's one knife out of a big brick of titanium, like 25 mil chunk of titanium. I remember that, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Seen it. Yeah. I've got another two meters of the stuff. So I've just <laughs> bought a bunch of the uh, the Gamaco fucking Klingspore whatever grinding belts that are good for tight. And they're going to get beaten up. I've got six I want to make. Um, probably won't finish them in two weeks, but <laughs> make an epic video. I might one day be relevant. I again. just lit up when you say like two meters and titanium cling spore, Corin's eye lit up. You're like, yeah, grinding belt. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, um, you're gonna know if they work or not after this. We're moving yeah. a metric shit ton of fucking titanium. Why don't you forge well, it? We want to see. Ugh. I want to forge it. Don't say the F word in front of this young man. I know, right? He's got a rotary no, he forge. He's the one that took off the truck. Doing 70 hours, he looks like 35 now. Although he's like 20, 21 maybe. 23, thank you very much. <laughs> he's got a sketchy little beard. A now. real adult. If you have I know, right? Hair, I finally hit puberty. And I got, oh, I'm coming back. I shaved mine off. Anyway. What's that fucking ginger fucking uh, musician? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Chuck, chuck, that on, chuck that on your TikTok. I'll take that 100% up. Chuck that on TikTok. Put an Ed Sheeran fucking clip over the top of you doing something. That'll go, <laughs> fucking, that'll go viral. Let's fucking do it, yeah. Oh, the titanium. <laughs> Can Mert sing it? <laughs> yeah. There's Corin. Just put glasses. That's, that's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you up to, Jamie? Jamie, what are you up to? Um, pretty quiet over Christmas. Going to try and get in the shed and get some uh, stuff done. I mean, if it's going to be a million degrees in there, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how much I'll get done. But, you know, trying to tidy up. I've got a few knives on the bench for Christmas presents, but uh, won't talk too much about that until they're, they're gone out to the people that are getting them. And then um, trying to get, uh, I guess, a hunter and a few things done. Work on some bolsters because I think, my bolster game is non-existent at this point, so I've got to work on that. And yeah, get uh, get out the other side and entertain entertain uh, my daughter. It's like, Dad, I'm bored. What are you doing in the shed? You know that sort of stuff for a couple of weeks. So I have to yeah. make sure that's taken care of. Is your is your daughter interested in in anything in the shed? Yeah, she's interested. She loves it, but she, uh, I'm like here do this and it's like nah that's that's boring i don't want to do that and it's like that's what you got to do to start so give her a, give her another year or so maybe she'll uh she'll get into it 
I, I got my daughter into the shed. I've uh, installed a Lyra and a, which is like a circus hoop thing, and a set of trapeze in there. So uh, yeah, the kids come out all the time now. It's been good. What? What the fuck? Oh, it, it, it didn't tell you. He's got he's got Bunnings Picton now has an upgrade. He's got a gantry crane that can can lift oh, about eight tons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom's eyes just fucking lit up. What the? F- <laughs> so, I'm jealous. So what yeah, a hey, I mean, man, you come up here, you sit sit still too long. Coroner put a sling around you, move you over. You know, like it's, it's crazy. Oh, look, it was one of those oh. things where a, a mate came over uh, and he had a look around my shed and he said, "This place is fucking tops." He said, "It needs a gantry crane. I'm going to build one for you." And then before I knew it, he'd ordered the steel and told me how much it was, and that was kind of how it how it happened. And and he literally has built it for me and installed it at no labour, and um, it did cost me the steel, but it, that that was fuck all really. So, you know, when uh, when Jamie came here, he looked at it and yeah, I mean it's fucking good for what I paid, isn't it? Really, it's, I haven't paid anything. So. Can we get can we get a clip of Jamie hooked onto the gantry getting moved across your workshop? Oh, I reckon. Or I maybe reckon maybe singing the wrecking ball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not doing You beat me to it, man. So that'll be a good TikTok, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh fuck yeah! That's that's like eight million. That's gonna break TikTok. That's eight million fucking views right there. Did you bring one of your shirts? You got to wear one of your shirts. We're doing it. You're not going naked. No, fuck no. Uh, just I chuck a chain on the I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a filter that can cope with that? <laughs> uh, he's going to post a link on his Instagram to see his private videos. Click on, click on the link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pay-per-view. <laughs> pay-per-view. <laughs> Pants only. <laughs> You're all a bunch of degenerates, you know that, don't you? <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> our, um, our standards are certainly not getting any better, that's for sure. No, oh, no, fuck. The worst thing is, I've got a real... Oh, Kev's dropped off the face. I, I don't reckon that's the worst really thing, Kev. Kev, Kev, Kev. Country, <laughs> naked singing wrecking ball. <laughs> Did you guys hear him? Did you hear no, that? Really. What? Well, why are you fucking no. laughing? You're both fucking fakes. They're standing there laughing. Uh, no, Kev, you dropped out. You went frozen halfway through your story. Sorry. Oh, yeah, You'll good. Start again. Maybe, maybe, I won't re- maybe I won't repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll just leave that one to the imagination of the listeners. The fuck, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Oh, no. Nah, never mind. Oh, <laughs> No, I was just saying I've got a really active imagination and and I'm a bit of a fucking deviant. So now I can't stop picturing Jamie getting on that gantry with his nutty singing wrecking ball. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, Kev. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm game. He's already <laughs> fucked my knob today. So anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Just do it in a virtual sense. Yeah, no, it was the, the knob on my drill press, for those of you wondering. It's not like that. So, um, what are we, uh, uh, what are you doing, Kev? What are you up to? Uh, I, well, my wife only gets the, a small break off over Christmas, so I think we're going to just hang out. Uh, I've got a. That's not the only small thing she gets, Kev. I know, mate. 
thing at Christmas, and that's for me not to even fucking ask that. Um, so we're going to build a little shed to put some stuff in out of my garage so that I get more space in the garage to put more shit in there. Uh, that's that's the goal for the Christmas period there. Um, clean up the mess and then actually make it an organised mess, um, which which is good. Very good. I've got a few fellas coming around tonight, although this will be uh, now in the past. I will have had a few people around last week when you listen to this. I've got um, McVicker and from Holtz and um, Rumble coming around the Savo for some beers and uh, chuck the Barbie on if we can get it on. So that's about it. Pretty quiet, mate. What are you doing? Me? Uh, Aaron, when's Gamaco closing down? Uh, we'll close only between Christmas and New Year. There'll be people there. But I'm on leave and I am going to make some knives. Damn it. Yeah. You reckon you'll get another one finished before the end of the year? I, I I set a personal goal to make two barrel knives this year, and the way I see it, I've still got, like, 12 days. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon I can do it. Yeah, that's what I was asking. I've seen it. It started, <laughs> so he's on the way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he started one when I was there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what are you up to, mate? What do you got going for Christmas? Oh, mate. My wife is going to take uh, some time off, so which will be good because now she can wash the kids and I can be in the shed for a solid week and finish the seven last customs that left. I got seven knives left and that will be my all of customs finished. I'll be working on that and then we have Christmas and my daughter's birthday, which means that I have to clean the yard and scoop up some dog shit and all that and <laughs> get the pool ready for the kids party that's the biggest event of the year man like the blade show is big but my daughter's party which she makes such a big deal about it, it's the biggest thing yeah hey what you want to do is go down and get some fake dog poo and then when the kids are in the pool and kaya runs past like flick the fake dog poo into the into the pool when the kids are in there go oh no there's a poo and just watch the kids scream and come running out. And then you jump in there and grab it and hold it up going, oh, it's all right, I got it. And they'll all be really grossed out. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking about spreading Nutella on the nappy, chuck it in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids going like, to look at me. Then I'm just going to grab it out of the pool and start like <laughs> gobbling it. <laughs> <lick> it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's is this? Who's this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're an animal. Party's over. Yeah, yeah party's over. Piss off. See you later. I'll let the door hit you on the way out. I think well, next episode we should be doing like a New Year, New Me. <laughs> <laughs> new Year, New Podcast. <laughs> new Podcast. We're going to be more professional. <laughs> uh, fuck it. I don't know if that can happen. I really don't. Oh, you no. Don't get cranky, Kev. God, just because we nah, every week. I'm not being cranky. I'm, I'm just being a realist, you know. <laughs> we've got to we've got to piss and, with the dicks we've got. That's the old saying, isn't it? <laughs> fuck yeah! I got to say, if you guys are going to get professional, obviously, just give me a fucking lead up to when you're getting rid of me, because I reckon that's going to be one of the first things that has to happen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so, Listen to you, Sosso. <laughs> I was just thinking I won't be back on again, will I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the 
depends whose place you're fixing up at the time. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, it's it's truth, isn't it? <laughs> you're at my place fixing my shit up when you were doing your first interview. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, who else has got anything on? Anyone got anything on the cards at all or anything they want to talk about? Because we should probably let uh, Dom get in and do a bit more work. He's been sitting yeah. down being a slack fuck for a little while. So, allegedly, yes. Allegedly yeah. do some work. Yeah. yeah. Get into the day and get shit done. So, Dom, you got any tips for the beginners, mate? We'll have a bit of a round of beginner tips. Um... Learn how to freehand grind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Burn your fingers a bit more. Yeah, fair enough too. Yeah, it's a good skill to have being able to freehand stuff. Don't want to rely on a jig. This is this is a good thing. This is something bone of contention. We might debate this little topic another time. But yeah, you're right. Make mistakes. Do you understand you're going to make mistakes? Do you do you freehand grind, Kev? Is that what you're suggesting? I freehand grind. Yeah, Matt. Yep. What is jig? I don't know what jig is. <laughs> yeah, freehand man. What you dance when you're happy? It's what you dance when you're happy. You dance a little jig. I'm too, According to Jamie. I'm too. Late. Look, if, no, if no. I was making foldable things, I'll be doing a jig. But when you forge him, there's no. Nothing is same dimension, so freehand. Yeah, I I don't use yeah. a jig. I don't, I'm too lazy to set one up. I just grab the blade and put it on the grinder and see what happens. No, you're just waiting for the jig machine to be on the Grays online so you can buy it. Yeah, well, that's 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 <laughs> that's, that's Jamie. I'm off Grays. I, I promised myself I wouldn't go there again. Bullshit. You're like a fucking drug addict that's fucking saying you'll never fucking do meth again. Yeah, pretty much. I got another, Till the next yeah. hit. So the other thing I got to do, I got to drive down to Melbourne and pick up a pick up a machine. Uh, that's that I bought. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Where from? Forgot about that. Uh, it's currently sitting. It's currently. It's hey, currently sitting in New my. Year, new Year, New resolution for coins. Stop buying shit. <laughs> it's currently sitting in my warehouse down in. Uh, down in Melbourne, and I've got a yeah. So it's a tool and cutter grinder. So I don't actually have either the use or the space for a tool and cutter grinder. Oh, you could do bevels with that. Yeah, I don't want to do. You could set that up to do bevels. I, I, yeah, I'm more interested in using it for like sharpening tools and stuff. So that that would be more along the lines of what I want. But you know, fuck, I don't need it. I don't need it. So probably if you're listening to this and you've got a use for a tool and cutter grinder, you should probably get in touch. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You know that when you read it, he's going to say, oh, no, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pop around. Yeah. yeah. Go and have a look. You know that, though, when you ring Corrin and say, all right, let's talk about this tool and thing, oh, right, he's just going to say, oh, no, I've changed your mind. I'm going to get it. Dom, do you have a three-face or is it two points? Yeah, sure do. Three-face. Nice. Because yeah. a lot of times when you Spoil. look at the machines, three-face is cheaper because it's the industrial Mm. There's more of them. Well, I've got three phase power and I don't use it. It's not. It's a bit of a waste. What the fuck? I haven't got any three phase machinery. Buy to buy Corrin's fucking tool and fucking die grinder that you just talked about there. Yeah, it'll be broken <laughs> in five minutes of my workshop. 
funny. funny. So, um, oh, that's pretty much it. So, anyway, Dom, thank you for joining us today. Um, sorry to uh, thanks for having me. Sorry you stuffed us around all that time at the start, and uh, we lost all that time in your day. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that that might have been me. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no worries, fellas. Anybody else got anything else? No, pretty much good. Did we get any questions from our from our seven visitors, followers, listeners? Um, uh, not a question, but the, one of our followers, Schwab's Customs, somebody was copying his images and posting as if they were own. So I'm not going to even say the the imposer's name, but for anyone, I will recommend if somebody's liking your page, just if they look like their knife maker and just look at their page. If you think they have the chance, if if you think they're going to copy your work, and if they're like Pachymascus guys, just just block them. Don't don't feed them. Don't give them. Don't give them access. Schwab's That's in, what happened. He's only he's a he's a young fella. He is. He's like Dom. He started. Yeah, um, he's, he's like fifteen now. I think, maybe fourteen. Yeah, he's fourteen. I think. Yeah. 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 He was upset. Somebody stole his pictures and pretending that as if they were own and. It was saying, like, we should contact. I'm like, no, man, you have to contact it and saying that's identity theft. And most of the time, IG will take the page down or they'll change but, the name. And, but Why aren't we saying the name of the person that ripped him off so we can all just get on there and slag the fuck out of him? <clears throat> I'll name it. Because yeah. if, no, Instagram will only allow the original person reported. So if I see somebody stealing Kev's pictures... I cannot report that person. Oh, I don't want to. Can, report, can. I don't want to report him. I want to get. No, I just want to get on there and hot shit on him. Yeah. Afghani blades, or it was Afghani blades, or something. Right, go for it, Afghan custom blades. Afghan. Kill him, finish him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going for my phone right now. Yeah, we're all doing the old. Like, get on Instagram quick. Right, <laughs> Smash yeah. this fucker. I've, I've had that guy follow me this week too. Afghan, Afghan custom knives. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, and what's this? Some class Packy Mascus there, old mate. So which one? Schwabzy's one? Uh, there was one where he's dipping the oil, uh, dipping the scales in the oil halfway down. Well, this is making for great radio, isn't it? Yeah, don't worry. Everyone's looking the same. Yeah, we do this. <laughs> we, we do this a bit, mate. Get on the fucking Instagram and have a look. Looks like, looks like looks like it might be gone. We turn into youngsters. Look at us. We turn into youngsters. Instead of hey. talking to each other, we all have our phones in our face. Come yeah, on. and we're and and the three old, or four old blokes, we're all doing our search with one finger touching each letter at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, Dom's there with his oh. fucking thumbs going like they're blurry. He's fucking that, that uh, good at typing. Afghan customs. Boobity boo. No, that's actually a clothing one. <laughs> Maybe not going to Afghan Customs because they're a clothing company. Uh, right, fair enough. I went to Afghan Custom Knives. Anyway, never mind. Enough of that. Um, good yep. luck, Dom. Enough work, of that shit. Work harder, put your prices up, and um, go from there. Have a good one. Thank you. You've got to do, you do it. You too. Put the extra money aside and come to Blade. Are you going to Blade? Still? Oh, it's on the list of things to do. What was that? Are you still going to Blade? That's the plan, mate. Right. At this stage, I'm going up. I'm going up until I don't book my my flights. <laughs> yeah, I haven't started looking at nah. flights yet. Yeah, obviously, a fucking couple of thousand bucks spent on an aircon system for the car hasn't fucking really helped the situation. But I'm planning on going. 
I'll be there. I'll be there. Well, at least you'll be cool. I, I need, yeah, I need a couple of grand to spend on alcohol. Tell me about it. Yeah, fuck. Don't worry about your flights, Dom, or your table, because fucking none of that costs anything. It's the alcohol and the tips. Three, three days of poisoning your liver and the private and the private dining experience. <laughs> that was a good night. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I think if we do that again, we're all just going to have to chip in and foot the bill, I reckon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't reckon we've ever covered the Japanese trip on the podcast either, Kev. We've talked about Blade a fair bit, but I don't think we've ever talked about the Japanese trip. So at some point, that'll probably come up. Fuck yeah, because that was cool. Yeah, let's do that. Let's have a, a part of a show dedicated to that. I reckon that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right, gentlemen. You know, Thanks, see when you're not on the phone call. Righto. See you, boys. Cheers, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.